Business leaders today need to go beyond meetings and management. There are action steps that nearly every leader needs to know to align with their core values and get the important priorities done. Welcome to the Grow Forward Today podcast with Paul D. Casey. Whether you're just starting out as a leader in your organization or have been a seasoned professional who wants to explore new ideas and practices, this will be an enlightening and highly applicable program. And now, your host, Paul Casey. What's your favorite emoji? What real emotions are on your emotional playlist? And are they serving you or sabotaging you? Today on episode 27 of the Grow Forward Today podcast, you'll meet my guest, Teresa Bruni. Teresa describes herself as the healer because of what she's overcome in her own life and now how she guides people past their emotional hangups to freedom. Let's talk about working through what holds you back and how that's a direct link to our personal leadership development. Ready to grow forward? Welcome, friends. I'm wondering if you've utilized the services of a people helper in the past few years, either to get you unstuck or closer to who you want to become. Skilled coaches, therapists, and mentors can objectively enter your life take a look around at what's holding you back, and make recommendations for how to grow forward. As a certified coach, I work with leaders who are at a fairly stable place in their life and help them form action plans to get to their life or work or organizational vision. Mentors hold specialized industry or life wisdom and can show you the ropes toward your desired career future. And therapists and counselors invite you to look back at what's made you, you thus far, and what you need to deal with as to no longer be an obstacle to your present and future relationships. Don't be too proud as to ignore what these people helpers can do to help you transform your life. My guest today is Teresa Bruni. Here's a little bit about Teresa. She's founder and healer at Less Fear, More Flow. She's passionate about helping individuals discover and remove the blocks holding them back from living a truly fulfilled and healthy life. Teresa found her calling after nearly a decade of chronic illness. When the doctors couldn't get her well, she turned within. There, she discovered the answers she needed to recover her health and start living again. Now she teaches others how to do the same. Teresa is a born teacher and believes that forgiveness is a crucial element to healing mentally, physically, and spiritually. She holds many awards and certifications, including a certified professional coach, certified energy leadership index master practitioner, certified heart math practitioner, and international best-selling author. We met on LinkedIn, and I thought her message would be great to introduce you all to. Welcome, Teresa. Thank you for so much for having me today, Paul. You had a 30-year career in technology. What did you learn about people and yourself from three decades in that industry that actually has set you up for what you do now? Well, it's an interesting story because my first career was in uh, the arts as a professional Ah, photographer. Yeah. Nice. And, um, And I was out in the field most of the time. And when I started my corporate career in accounting... I thought, wow, I'll never be happy behind a desk. But that turned out not to be true. Um, I found numbers to be highly creative. 
<laughs> so I found that I could employ the right side of my brain as well as the left side of my brain in that job. And um, as a child, I always wanted to be a teacher. And so that career in technology as a systems administrator and a training coordinator, it allowed me to work hand in hand with people and to teach them and help them. And what I learned about people is uh, they're usually pretty grateful for any help that they can get that will make them more productive at work. Most people want to be highly productive at work. And so if we just take a, a, a caring hand and show them the way and help them to be um, more productive, everybody's happier. Oh, that's so true. I'm, I started out as a teacher as well. I was a fifth grade teacher. Uh, so I love to teach. Education is just part of who I am. And you're right. I think, especially adults, um, I think it's adult learning theory that says, you know, people will learn what they know that they need to learn at this moment and they'll discard the rest. And so it's right. If we can empower people to be the best version of themselves at work, uh, that's going to be fantastic for their growth. I read on your website that you had a chronic illness that all but wiped you out, but you are an overcomer. So not only did you survive, but you thrived. Can you tell us that story? Yes, I will condense that uh, very <laughs> lengthy story. <laughs> um, so I was going through a very painful divorce at the time mm. and starting out on my own, trying to get my feet on the ground professionally. Um, and my body started to react to all the stress and pressure. Um, eventually, my body began to break down and I became chronically ill. Uh, it took me two full years to get a diagnosis, which was a huge challenge for, for anyone who is mm. out there searching for a diagnosis. I mean, at some point, you just you would be grateful for a diagnosis of cancer just so that you know where yeah. you are mm -hmm. and what you can do about it. Uh, thank God that wasn't my diagnosis, but um, uh, I handed my health over to medical science because that's the only thing I knew to do. I had never been chronically ill before. And seven years into that journey, I realized that something needed to change. They just simply didn't know how to get me well. And, um, and that's when I decided to take my power back. No, I didn't know at the time that I was taking my power back, but I knew something needed to change. And so that's when I began to turn within. Um, now, Paul, you know, I'm going to date myself here, but that uh, that was back in the early 90s and I didn't have access to the Internet. So right. I did a, a ton of research. I wanted to get well. And that's the that's the main uh, ingredient for anyone who wants change in their life. It's that strong desire to, to want to change. I, I knew I wanted my life back. I knew I didn't want to live like that anymore. Uh, you know, disability insurance only pays you 60% of your salary. Mm -hmm. So that's like a, almost a 50% pay cut. Yep. And, and you don't feel good, you know, <laughs> on top of it, you just don't feel good. So my life was pretty much stripped of all of its joy. Along that journey, I, I discovered that I had a lot of traumas from childhood that sat unresolved for all these years. And the philosophy in my business is the body is the messenger. 
So when we are under a constant amount of uh, stress and unresolved traumas, our body will begin to break down. And, and that's what was happening to me. So by turning within, I was able to recognize what it was that I needed to clear up emotionally. And even though that work was not easy, it was certainly well worth it. Uh, for every um, uh, disempowering emotion that I had been storing for every one of those that I released, miraculously, my body started to recover. Mm. It took me three years to, to have a full recovery. Uh, but again, you know, I didn't have a health and wellness coach. I didn't have the internet. I was kind of flying by the seat of my pants. <laughs> and I developed a lot of techniques uh, such as visualization and mirror work and um, uh, meditation uh, I, nutrition, you know, being both a right brain and a left brain thinker, I take a dual approach, a, a feet on the ground approach, take good care of your health, and then let's do the alternative therapies on top of that. Um, and, uh, and then I would say about five or six years after I recovered and I went back to work, um, my cousin introduced me to a book. Uh, Louise Hayes, You Can Heal Your Life. And as I was reading it, I discovered that she had in there uh, mirror work and visualization and all of these things that I thought I had made up. Okay. I thought I discovered and developed these things. And when I was reading about these techniques in her book, realizing we had both discovered the same techniques to heal ourselves it dawned on me that, that this is what I call innate intuitive knowledge that we all have. We all know how to get well. Our bodies want to get well. They're geared to get well. Wow. So much good stuff there to unpack. Um, you know, I too have been through a divorce in my past and it's an extremely stressful time. Um, and it seemed like that was one of the triggers in your life that sort of puts you over the edge. What counsel would you give to someone going through a divorce, a separation, some type of relationship breakup so that they don't fall off the wagon, you know, and their body doesn't completely break down during that season. Cause I've seen it with many friends and clients over the years that um, they can go dark pretty quickly. What counsel would you give? Well, there are several things, and this can happen with any life-changing event, it, not just a divorce. And, and you're absolutely right. The divorce was, was pretty much the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. Okay. I ended up in an abusive marriage because mm. of the unresolved childhood trauma. So it all makes wow. sense to me now. Yep. So, so the advice that I would give is absolutely make sure you take care of your body. Uh, avoid self-medicating as delightful as that may feel at the time, it's just breaking down your body and your immune system even further. Um, seek counseling. And, and I don't mean from a friend, you know, friends, they mean well. You, as a coach, you know this, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> friends tend to listen to respond. Um, uh, 
you know, and, and we coaches, we tend to listen to understand and provide healthy feedback. So find that counseling somewhere. I, I was with a counselor through my chronic health condition. Um, well, let me back up just a moment. When my doctor couldn't diagnose me, he handed me antidepressants and he sent me for stress management. I didn't know, you know, I, sure. I just didn't know. And, and yeah. so I found out, you know, that I was with a, a counselor and I stayed with him for nine years. And that was my safe place where I could go and just express myself. I could say anything. And I knew that I was in a safe place and I knew he wasn't going to tell me I was right or wrong, good or bad. And he was just going to help me. So I recommend that as well. Um, get that exercise, manage that stress. Okay. And know that this too shall pass. <laughs> I had a, I had a friends who had been through divorce, say those words, you know, this too shall pass. <laughs> well, there's a funny joke. I like, isn't it great that it's not this too shall stay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, right? <laughs> I'm glad the phrase is this too shall pass. And they're like, you will get through this. You'll get to that. When you're in it, you're like, no, I won't. Like, there's no way. Like, this is the darkest of the dark time. And you do get through it. And now you're able to, if you do it well and in a healthy way, you can then pass that on to somebody else and help them get through it. So that was in the rear view mirror, you know, looking back going, okay, if you take those healthy choices, you will rebound from that in a good way. You'll bounce back, become more resilient, become more empathetic. Uh, and be able to help others through it. So that's what I got out of mine. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, the other thing I would add to that is miracles really do come in disguise. And yep. I could tell you a half a dozen stories, uh, you know, personal stories of when I thought the world was ending and it turned out that it was a blessing in disguise. So for instance, right before I got sick, I was working in Manhattan and I really disliked the job. Um but, you know, I had a long day. I had between my commute and my working hours, it was a 13 hour work day. Um, and so long and the short of it, I got fired two weeks before Christmas. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> wow. And little did I know it was a setup because um, I would in a, in a month and a half, I would have a new job. Uh, my commute went from an hour and a half to 15 minutes. I had all the benefits that you could imagine, which I was going to need because of my journey through my chronic health condition. Um, so blessings come in disguise. When you <laughs> think the absolute worst is happening to you, just hold on for the ride because there's probably something really good on the other side of that. Oh, it's such good counsel. Isn't there a country song like, thank God for unanswered prayers? <laughs> so, sometimes what we're praying for, uh, God's like, you know, no, maybe, maybe this is better. <laughs> right. Oh, it's really fascinating in your story, too, that with each unresolved trauma that you dealt with, um, you felt yourself getting better. Can you, can you say more about that? Yeah. So, again, the philosophy behind my practice is the body is the messenger. And there's a great book out there by uh, Bessel van der Kolk. It's, it's, you know, it's kind of a heavy book, so I wouldn't recommend it to the average reader, but it's called The Body Keeps the Score. Yeah, and it's, it's a good book. And it's about trauma and how trauma gets stored in the body. Now, I didn't know this. I just read that book about six years ago, and I've been recovered for 20 years. Um, and, but it all made sense to me when I started to read the book, what I had been through. So as I just, just, you know, as I started to go through that traumatic childhood that I had, 
uh, and I started to recognize the different traumas and to resolve that. And part of resolving that was, was forgiveness and being able to forgive people and being able to understand that on any given day, most people are doing the very best that they can. Yep. So when people are hurting you, it's because they are hurting. Yes. Okay. Now, um, forgiveness is so powerful in the healing process, but I don't want people to get the wrong idea. It doesn't mean you have to let these people back into your life and abuse you more. Okay. You can do what I call love from afar. So you can open your heart and forgive them and accept them for their challenges and their life path, but you don't have to let them back into your life. Right. And so as I started to do that, you know, and I started to lift those heavy burdens off of my soul, my physical body began to recover slowly, but surely. Wow. That is fascinating. And I gather from what I know about you already that you have embraced a life purpose now of being a healing force in other people's lives, especially helping them through toxic emotions. What would you say are some of those toxic emotions? What do they do to us when we succumb to them? Well, um, we live in a we live in a society that is extremely stressful, and and basically, we have what I call two streams that we swim in. Some people swim in the up upstream, they try to fight the current and swim upstream. And then we have the smaller percentage who choose to flow downstream and go with the flow. So those who are swimming upstream see life as a battle. When they get up in the morning, they have to put on their metaphorical fighting gloves and be ready to box their way through, whether it be traffic, whether it be people at work, uh, whether it be struggles with, uh, you know, a spouse or children or other family members, may, maybe it's an in-law, you know, these people have that attitude that life is a struggle. And so um, it's that stress. It's any kind of unresolved stress that's going to take its toll on your body. What happens is, um, and it's really important to acknowledge that as human beings, we have this innate response in us called the fight, flight, or freeze response. And most people know, you know, that goes back to the beginning of time when we were cave people and we had to fend off saber-toothed tigers. Right. So, so we are hardwired to look for the negative. We are hardwired to have our eye around the corner looking for the next threat. But in today's world, most of us don't have to fight saber-toothed tigers. Getting stuck in a traffic jam might be the worst part of your day. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, walking out to the garage and finding out you have a flat tire. Um, how you choose to handle those stressful events is what's going to really shift how your life unfolds. So basically the number one thing that gets in people's way to answer your question is stress and stress is called caused by how we choose to see and respond to the world around us. And Teresa, let me pause you there. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, you're listening to the grow forward today podcast on the voice America business channel. 
You can find out more about me on LinkedIn at Paul D. Casey and about my guest, Teresa Bruni, on LinkedIn. She's at Teresa, without the H, dash, Bruni, B-R-U-N-I, dash, the, dash, healer. We'll be right back after the break. Going to hear more about um, how we can handle these toxic emotions, get healing, and launch forward. Come on right back. If you're a manager or supervisor trying to keep your team and yourself engaged, motivated, and accomplishing goals, then you want to check out Bullseye, Paul Casey's membership community for team leaders, coming alongside you to achieve confidence and success in leading your team. Within Bullseye, there are plug-and-play forms and tools, inspirational audios to pump you up, team player videos to play in staff meetings, icebreakers for your one-to-ones, and of course, interaction with Paul and other industry teams team leaders to chat about how to solve the problems you are wrestling with. Paul will bring on live experts once a month to answer your questions on their expertise, and he will ping you twice a week via text to encourage you in your pursuit of your goals. Finally, there is a resource for anyone who supervises others and wants to develop their potential. Check out Bullseye to find out more, and subscribe today for the best rates they'll ever be at growingforwardservices.net. That's growingforwardservices.net. listening to the Grow Forward Today podcast. If you'd like to know more about Paul Casey or our program, please visit his website at growingforwardservices.net. Now, back to Grow Forward Today. Welcome back. I'm with Teresa Bruni, the healer, and we are talking about how to get past some of those traumas in childhood and get a resurgence of good health that comes from, uh, as Teresa would say, the, the feet on the ground methods or the alternative therapy methods. But putting those together, you really can uh, be an overcomer in your life. And uh, let me go here first before we dive back into that information. Teresa, you have a lot of certifications. I even left out some in your introduction. So you're a learner and a learner is one of the strengths finder strengths that I have as well. And you're resourceful. I like to say, you know, I'm not very smart, but I'm resourceful. Uh, why should anyone who wants to grow pursue industry certifications? So first, uh, I'd like to say that I am indeed a learner. I <laughs> consider myself a learning junkie. Okay. <laughs> yes, um, I'm with you. <laughs> and, and, and that's one of the ways that I was able to get well is I started to research everything and, um, so, and I recommend that everybody do that. You don't just, you know, believe what you hear, go and research it yep. in this, in this um, age of uh, information and information overload. It's really important to sort out that information and uh, figure out for you what is right. And so um, I think the importance of getting the certifications is to show people that you have studied and that you do have the knowledge and the skills to help them. Now, interestingly, Paul, um, what happened to me when I became well, I wanted to give back and teach people what I had learned, but I didn't know how. Mm -hmm. And in 1999, we had executive coaching, but personal coaching really wasn't on the, the frontier. Right. 
And so I had a decision to make. I had a strong resume in technology and I felt it was safer for me to go that route. Fast forwarding about six years, um, that career no longer satisfied me. I found myself in a coaching institute, not because I wanted to be a coach, but because I was looking for a life change. And voila, it was in the very first session of that coaching curriculum that it dawned on me that I now had the skills to teach people what I had learned on my journey. Wow. That's a cool story. (laughs) That it became that clear in the first session. Like, yes, this is what I need to be doing. (laughs) I literally walked, uh, we were on afternoon break and I walked back to my hotel room. I was with a friend and the tears were just streaming down my face. And I said, it all is clicking together now. It's all making sense. Wow. You know, I didn't set out to be a certified professional coach, but it certainly has served me in, in my work. Yeah, I didn't either. That was not the goal. And I realized like I do this naturally in life, like, and and it's my heart's desire to help people grow. So what profession does that? Oh, coaching, you know? And uh, so that's what led me down that path. That's pretty cool. And your target group um, on your website says heart-centered entrepreneurs, helping them get to breakthroughs so that they can better lead their clients to breakthroughs. What led you to assisting that specific group? So when the, uh, when the pandemic struck, I saw an opportunity for heart-centered entrepreneurs to really catapult their businesses. And knowing the journey that I had been on building this business, I wanted to teach them what I had learned. My goal is to help the planet heal. And I, I don't worry about competition. I think there's plenty of business for everyone. And um, the heart-centered entrepreneurs, they have uh, specific challenges that the regular average, you know, brick and mortar entrepreneur does not have. And it's challenges such as, how can I call myself a healer? Who's going to believe me? Uh, What will my friends and family think? Where will the clients come from? (laughs) All of those limiting beliefs. So I help them to break through those limiting beliefs. And uh, and my program for heart-centered entrepreneurs is really a mindset program. It's not a business program. It's really a mindset program. Yeah, it is. And I would totally agree. And I came, uh, I did a mastermind group um, two weeks ago in San Diego with a group that I just joined. And I would say 90% of it was a mindset workshop because it's true. Uh, We put these self-limiting beliefs on ourselves through these mindsets. And then that comes out in how much money we charge or the types of clients that we reach out to or feeling the imposter syndrome. You probably deal with all that, you know, in your program. So you get it. (laughs) (laughs) I do. Well, let's dive back into the you, you actually wrote uh, something called the top 10 ways we sabotage our success. And I wish we had two hours together so you could do all 10, but maybe you could pick some of the top ones that prevent us from living our best lives. Yeah, I'd be happy to. So the number one um, thing that prevents people, you know, that how we sabotage our success is judgment of others. Mm. We all like to feel as though we are right. Uh, and we know things, um, and many of us take a hard line and we draw a line in the sand. You're right, I'm wrong. Um, and we've seen that 
you know, it has just uh, escalated since the pandemic yes. started. Vaxxed, unvaxxed. Uh, and even now with the Supreme Court ruling on abortion, I see the conflict on yes. LinkedIn. It's just raging. Yes. It's, it's not until we can all meet in the middle and have an open, honest discussion that we can actually change things. So judgment is number one. And one thing that I see across the board with my clients is those who judge others are 10 times harder on themselves. Mm. So anytime I'm working with a client and, and we identify that they are judgmental, I then turn to them and say, so how many ways are you judging yourself? Mm. And that's why judgment will get in your way. If you recognize that you are judgmental towards people, take a look within because you're probably judging yourself pretty hard. Oh, that makes total sense. I just started reading a book called High Conflict, which I'd recommend listeners uh, if you want to dive in. And one of the number one reasons we get sucked in, and it's literally a magnetic pull into high conflict, is making things binary. Like you said, I'm going to dig in my position here, you're digging in your position there, and now we're at war, right? Instead of you know, trying to remove some of those labels and say, how can we meet in the middle and get through this? So yeah, totally agree. What's, what's another one? Um, another one would be failing to release the past. And that was a big one that I had to deal with on my journey to wellness. Uh, if you, uh, you know, you and I both mentioned our divorces, uh, the sooner you forgive that person and, and stop those thoughts of the past, the sooner you can have a better, brighter future. Uh, there are so many things that happen to us in the course of our lifetime that some people just don't want to let go of. And so the the thoughts are, if only, all right? So those are thoughts of the past. If only I had done that differently. If only this person hadn't acted that way. If only I hadn't acted that way. So those are all the if only thoughts. The what if thoughts are the thoughts of the future, but we're not going to talk about those right now. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I'll leave that as a cliffhanger. (laughs) (laughs) So letting go of the past. The only thing that you can change about your past is how you choose to think about it. What's done is done. Hopefully you've learned from it and you can turn that into experience and knowledge and move forward. Yep. How about one more? The last one would be the need to control. And so many of us have this and, and, you know, I'm guilty of that too. As much practice as I have had, I still catch myself in some circumstances with a need to control. And um, that uh, that never serves us well. And there's a great book um, uh, called Power Versus Force, mm. right? So force is about the need to control. Power is when you stand in the knowing that you are solid and grounded And the only thing you can ever control are your own thoughts and feelings. Mm -hmm. Power versus force. Okay. Dr. David Hawking's. Okay. It's a, it's a well-known book. Um, And so that's what I try to teach my clients is how to be powerful instead of forceful. Mm. And that, that only comes from a solid belief in yourself. Yeah, I know I've learned over the years, you can't control someone and love them at the same time, right? You, you just, you're, you're making a choice. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 
So your business is called Less Fear, More Flow. Love that. Love it. Love it. How did you land on that business name? And what principles do you teach to clients who want less fear and more flow? So I worked with a branding coach and, and we worked hard. I still have, I still have, you know, the notebook where we flushed out what I wanted my message to be and what I wanted people to learn if, if they came in to work with me. And that's what we landed on less fear, more flow. And luckily the domain name was available. Um, flow, you know, has become a buzzword over the past 10 years um, and so what does that mean? Well, you know, that's that power versus force. That's uh, less fear, more flow is what I mentioned earlier about those who choose to try to swim upstream, which is very difficult and it's exhausting as opposed to those who choose to flow downstream, knowing that everything is working out in your best interest and trusting in the creator, God, universal energy, whatever you choose to call it, trusting that there's a guiding light over your life. Now, let me just ask you this. So we also don't want to just drift through life, right? Uh, Aimlessly without any kind of intention. How would you draw a line between downstream living, which is more flow, but also not like giving up and just going like, yeah, whatever happens, happens. And I'm just going to watch uh, binge Netflix uh, every night for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. So believe it or not, that would be uh, catabolic energy or stressful energy that is um, that is more of a giving up. Okay, so we want to be motivated. We want to be in a a higher level of energy where we have motivation and desire. Um, I speak to it as if you can imagine a regular day of having to go to work at your at your corporate job, how you feel when you get up in the morning as compared to the day that you wake up and you know that you're headed to the airport to go on vacation. for <laughs> I can picture both of those feelings. <laughs> yeah. So that the second one, you know, that, that feeling of invigoration and today's a new day and I've, you know, I've got plans <laughs> Yes, and I've got a vacation waiting for me. Um, that's, that's swimming downstream with purpose, with intention. But knowing that should you get caught in a traffic jam on the way to the airport, you're not going to flip out because there'll be another plane. It's not the world. When you look at all the things that could happen to you in a given day, your car breaking down or getting stuck in traffic or stubbing your toe, these are not big deals. No, they're not. It feels like abundance, not scarcity mindset as well, right? Like uh, there's going to be another cookie. If I didn't get that cookie, there's another one, right? If I didn't catch that train, I'm going to catch the next one. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And maybe you'll, you know, maybe again, going back to the, to those uh, miracles come in disguise. I mean, how many stories did you hear after 9-11 about people who missed their flight? Oh, right. Yeah. So when, when. When you think things are going wrong, rethink it. Mm-hmm. it. It might be in your best interest that 
things didn't go exactly as you had planned. Yeah. And make the best of it. Uh, it's true. Things I've actually met people uh, during a delay of some kind in my life that turned into a business opportunity that would not have happened had that delay not happened. And it's always a reminder to slap myself in the face and go, relax. Exactly. <laughs> it's all here for a purpose. <laughs> exactly. So you're still productive. You're still energetic. Uh, but you're you're floating downstream knowing that, well, there could be a, a rock in the river coming up that we have to go around or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's all going to work out okay. Yeah. And that co- corresponds exactly what you're saying about power versus force, yeah. right? That groundedness, I will not be shaken by anything today. Why, what's the point? <clears throat> and if you are, don't beat up on yourself. Mm-hmm. We all have bad days. Mm-hmm. That goes back to forgiveness, but now it's forgiveness of self. Exactly. (laughs) Well, what is the 2020 Resilience Journal project? I saw that and went, ooh, that sounds like something fun there. And uh, what benefits can those that purchase your journal obtain by resilience journaling? So the 2020 uh, Resilience Journal was inspired by the pandemic. And I knew that people needed a way to stay centered. So the journal starts out with nine areas for you to measure on a daily basis to make sure that you're managing your stress. And those include health, exercise, nutrition, make sure you get in some fun and enjoyment, community, participate in community, things like that. And after you uh, rank those on a scale of one to 10, then there is a note area on the bottom of of that page for you to make any notes on maybe how you could have done better or or where you slipped up. And then there's a journal page for you to write down your innermost thoughts and feelings or whatever you choose to journal about. Um, Even though it was developed for people to help them um, go through the pandemic, It is a great journal for anyone who needs resilience for any kind of life circumstance. Again, you know, divorce, death of a loved one, loss of a job, um, anything like that where you feel as though you need a little bit of extra support, the journal is there to help you. Yeah, when I went through my divorce, I did 11 things. There's no magic to the 11. You you picked nine. We're probably... We're probably lined up almost exactly (laughs) what those slices are because there was nutrition and exercise and friendships and owning my own stuff, which you've mentioned earlier uh, today before letting go, you own your stuff and then you, you let it go. What else was on there? Um, Reading about my researching my current situation because it was a place I had never been before. You've already mentioned that today of, okay, if it's a place you've never been before, you need to learn about it. And there's plenty of stuff to learn about in there. Uh, new hobbies were in there, where, which is when I picked up golf and hiking. Uh, it, it was a lot of good stuff. So, so listeners, I would encourage you to pick up this journal because Teresa's taken that to the next level by giving you a place to pour out those feelings, uh, give yourself a rating, self-examine, and then say, what's something you I can do to make tomorrow an even more resilient day? So yeah, good stuff. And they can get that on your website, Teresa. There are links on my website, and it's also available at uh, most book retailers. If they don't have it, you can ask them to order it. Okay. Yeah, I just think this is a great tool. Uh, what, what else have you been, uh, dear 
clients benefit when it comes to journaling? What have they said as a benefit to journaling? It's, it's, again, it's a very safe place that you can write down your innermost feelings. And these are thoughts and feelings that you might not be comfortable sharing with a friend or a relative. You might even have some very deep thoughts and feelings that you don't even want to share with your counselor, therapist, or coach. So the journal is the perfect place to write those feelings down. Um, the journal is dedicated to Anne Frank and mm. her, the journaling that she did. Wow. And yeah. And she said, you know, the journal is my best friend. The journal is my best friend. Wow. Yeah, I've been journaling uh, since that dark year of my life, and uh, I've filled up probably 20 journals, you know, since then. I never miss a day. Well, almost never miss a day. And uh, it is such a wonderful practice that I'll, I won't give up anymore because it's true. And a lot of us stuff our feelings. So this is a place to get them out in a healthy way where nobody else has to see it. And so it truly is a safe place. Love that. You also offer a 38-page e-course that any of us could download to what you call decode the messages from your body. How does that work? As I mentioned earlier uh, in, in our discussion, the philosophy of my practice is the body keeps the score. And, yep. you know, the body is the messenger, I should say. The body keeps the score is a book that I, that I mentioned by yep. Bessel van der Kolk. They call him the godfather of trauma. And so the body is innately intelligent. It wants to heal and it is the communication device. Uh, what medical science does typically is it mutes the symptoms. So if you have back pain, you go to the doctor, they hand you a pill and they mute that symptom, okay? In my practice, we work exactly the opposite. We wanna to listen to that symptom and figure out what it's telling you. Now the body is incredibly symbolic. So your back is your support system. So if you have back pain, you're probably not getting the support you need from family, friends, colleagues. Wow. Um, uh, shoulders, you know, shoulders is where Atlas held the weight of the world. So if you've got shoulder pain, <laughs> you probably are taking on too many burdens of others. Hands are the way we're handling things. Our eyes have to do with the way we see things and are we seeing clearly? So uh, that uh, free download is just a, a, a quick overview and how you can start to tune into your body and listen to the messages that it's giving you. Wow, that one just sort of blew my mind. And the only other person that's shared that with me, I, I, uh, I tried out massage for the first time. It took, it took my whole life to get a massage. So, so it's been like eight years now ago. And uh, my massage therapist goes, oh, your shoulders are very tight. And I go, yeah, they're, they're typically tight. It's like, what are you holding on to for somebody else? Or it was, you know, it's like you said about um, the yeah, weight of the, the weight world. Of the, world. the weight of the world is on your shoulders. And I'm just like, come on. That's just like, no, I just have tension in my shoulders. Right. But whoa, it made me stop and think like, oh, okay. So tell me more about how this ties together. And you just went into a whole bunch of more body parts. And if you're having problems in those areas, can you just give a little bit more on that? Cause that's fascinating. Yeah. So I, you know, I have some diagnostic books. Uh, one of my diagnostic books is over 400 pages long. It, it literally goes vertebrae by really? vertebrae down the back. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, so 
knees are about pride and ego. So if, if you have knee issues, you might want to look at your pride and ego. Um, and um, our hips move us forward. So here's a great example. I was working with a client and she shared with me that she had been born with deformed hips. And I said to her, well, do you have any idea what your mother was going through when she was pregnant with you? And she said, yes, she was preparing to leave my alcoholic father. So imagine that you have a woman who's pregnant. This is 50 years ago when it wasn't easy for a woman to, to be with child and divorced and she's in an abusive marriage and she's preparing to leave. Mm. Well, knowing what I know, our hips are about moving us forward in life. Without your hips, you wouldn't be able to step forward. And so those emotions, and we're getting in real deep now, probably deeper than your audience <laughs> wants to go, but, but um, those thoughts and emotions that, that a mother feels while she's pregnant actually saturate the fetus. And as a result, my client was born with the deformed hips mm. based on, you know, based wow. on the energy that her mother was feeling while pregnant with her. So that's kind of how it works. Sure, sure. Well, I have two questions for you. What do you want to promote for our listeners' personal leadership development? And how can our listeners best contact you and all you have to offer? So to answer the first question, uh, I would I would highly recommend that your listeners question everything. As I mentioned earlier, we live in an age of information overwhelm, and it's easy to hear something and automatically think that it's true. The only way I was able to recover my health was to question everything. Anything the doctors told me, I researched it. I didn't just take their word for it. So their big takeaway for today is to question everything. Okay. Um, also, if you go out to my website, we've already talked about two of the free resources that are there. There are several other free resources. Um, there's also a link to my YouTube channel. There are lots of resources on there and, and, um, they can read about the work that I do and they are welcome to request a discovery session. And just by completing a simple form, and then we get together for a no-cost consultation. Great. And lis yeah. yeah, listeners, I hope you'll take advantage of Teresa's generosity and that, that free session. If this was intriguing to you today and you're like, all right, I need the second half of the year to really grow forward. So thanks, Teresa, for all the wisdom you shared today. And uh, I wish you much success. Thank you so much, Paul. So I have some takeaways from Teresa today. Too many to mention out loud, but uh, just as a rehash of some of the best ones were her ways we sabotage ourselves through judgment of others, failure to release the past, and the need to control. I bet you one of those hit you hard and goes, oh, yeah, that's what I need to work on. Uh, the listening to the symptoms there at the very end of the podcast, I'd, I'd go back and rewind that. Uh, things like if you're having a certain kind of pain, what is your body trying to tell you? And then finally, her concluding thought of question everything through researching it. The GFT podcast is all about putting practical tips from my guests into action for your personal leadership development. I've got a free tool for you as well. If you'd like my one sheet on 11 ways to burn bright instead of burning out, email me at growingforward@paulcasey.org. Thanks for listening to episode 27. Please spread the word about the Grow Forward Today podcast. 
And remember, you must lead yourself well before you can lead your team well. Until next week, keep growing forward. Thank you for tuning in for this episode of Grow Forward Today. Remember to visit Paul's website for more tools that you can use at growingforwardservices.net. Join us again for another edition very soon on the Voice America Business Channel.